0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. I'm so excited about this one. I say that every single episode, don't I? But I genuinely am. They just get better and better. And I think this is our 20th one, I believe. yeah. It's yes. our 20th one. So joining me today, Gail Edwards, the personal brand disruptor, is of course my wonderful co-host and the original crazy idea lady herself, Lubna Zaru, the action accelerator. Woohoo! Luby hey. Woo. in the house. house. Yeah, Luby in the house. And joining us today, <laughs> do you know, have you ever had that experience where you introduce one crazy friend to another crazy friend (laughs) and just see what happens. Well, I had the pleasure of being able to do that just a few months ago with both Lubna and our special guest today. So let's introduce her, shall we? So today's guest is a powerful psychic and shamanic healer, And she goes by the name of the Starseed Alchemist. So I can definitely assure you that today we are going to have a lovely mix of alchemy, because that's exactly what alchemy is, wisdom, and of course, sushi. So without further ado, we're going to hear more and more from this wonderful lady and how she alchemizes her clients to induce and enable them to have more harmony in their lives so they can work Walk with passion and purpose. So, without further ado, let's welcome to the stage the one and only starseed alchemist herself, Miss Yvonne J. Douglas. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so, Yvonne, how's that for a build up? <laughs>
1: That's a beautiful build up. Thank you so much. Love it. Love it.
0: Happy to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is um, definitely a different kind of show. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, obviously, we are the entrepreneur's sushi club mm-hmm. where you know the love of business meets the absolute adoration of sushi because Libna and I are real sushi fanatics, as is our other co host, Wu Tan, who's not with us today. Oh. So, we've got to start there. That's, that's the only place to start. How on earth did you discover your love of sushi?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It... Ladies, well, I...
2: give me one second, because I've got my two nieces that are really trying to get my attention.
0: Oh, so bless I'm going to tell
2: them to move away. <laughs> one second.
1: So, Yvonne, tell us, mm. where did it... this love of sushi come from? Do you know what? It's really weird and interesting, because I remember back in the day when sushi first came out, I said, ooh, raw fish. <laughs> I, I I ain't gonna eat that. that I'm not at all. <laughs> and I you know what? Somehow I I started eating it. Um way back, can't even remember when actually, mm. but when I ate it, I thought, it's not so bad actually. I could do this. And I just love see now. I'm a Torian, mm. okay, and I don't know if you know, but Torians love food. Mm-hmm. We just <laughs> we just love food. And um, you ask any astrologist, what's the Torian's main thing? Food. So, <laughs> so for me, eating sushi is about the textures, the different textures, the different tastes, and yeah, I, I, and I do like seafood. As much as I try to become vegan, mm. I struggle. I struggle because I do <laughs> like seafood. <laughs> so obviously, sushi is one of those things that I will, I will, I will eat. For, I will eat, and I do enjoy. And I remember when we we went for a sushi meal um, yeah. in in Manchester in November. It was lovely, lovely, lovely.
0: Yeah, so-
1: that was great.
0: Actually, it wasn't was, it? it was. So many different varieties. I know. Oh. So many to choose from. So many. And, and I often think with sushi, it really is a reflection of the kind of person you are because mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared to take a risk sometimes because sometimes you just honestly don't know what it is that mm-hmm. you think of now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, most definitely. And I'm, I'm reminded of my father who still thinks I'm, I'm really crazy for eating raw fish. <laughs> for him, that is a no-go, as in who eats raw fish and enjoys it? Uh, (laughs) And it it literally, and and, in a Moroccan family. So we love fish. We love our fish. But it has to be baked or cooked or in the oven. Raw is not part of the menu. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that, that most of the stories we get from. How people were introduced into sushi, uh, are about I don't know exactly when, and I, it wasn't like it was something that I was jumping to taste. <laughs> but when mm-hmm. I did, ooh, it's, and you it know is. what? Yeah, it's
1: like that. And because you know what, when I eat sushi, it actually doesn't feel like I'm eating raw fish. No, no of course not. It really I don't. I never feel. even. I don't. I,
0: I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't think I even ever think about it. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm just enjoying my sushi. I don't mm. care, um, you know, what's inside. So long as it's some kind of sushi roll, preferably with crunch on the outside, loads of wasabi mm. so that I can complain about it all the time. Oh, my God, it's so
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't like the wasabi stuff too tough because um, for some reason my palate cannot handle peppery stuff. Ooh. I know, very strange. Ah. It's probably because you're spicy,
0: you know. Exactly. <laughs> I love, I love a little
2: bit of oomph yeah. in my food. Uh, so I like, I like, I like my my wasabi too. Uh, but Yvonne, the mm. big question is, what is your favourite
1: sushi? And again, I don't even go by the words. I just go by the actual. <laughs> the actual. I see food and I like it. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. So um I do love the one with the rice and the the the, the prawn on the top. I, I and that is that my favorite? I think it is my favorite, but I also like the one with the tuna in the middle with the with the um the seaweed roll and, and the cucumber, the crunchiness of the cucumber and the softness of the tuna.
2: Okay, that mm. sounds like a geary <laughs> yeah. and a roll.
0: Okay. Yeah nigiri <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that i like <laughs> everyone loves nigiri honestly on on this show you are you're either nigiri or your cali or your cali roll <laughs> oh. it's, it's so <laughs>
2: yeah we haven't had someone who actually said they like a maki.
0: no we haven't we've had nobody no oh. one. no no one which is quite yeah <laughs> so so if on that leads us on to just finding out a little bit more about you because you're clearly a risk taker. and This is what Entrepreneur Sushi Club is all about. You know, we find that the people who come on, on this show, they tend to be risk takers. That's why they, you know, they kind of dive in and say, Oh, I'm not sure, but I'll do it anyway and see what happens. Yeah. So how in terms of your business and how long you've been in business and how you've built your business, what would you say
1: have been some of the biggest risks that you've had to take? Wow that's a really good question and you know what when I think back to how I started out in business, I think that in itself was a risk because I left the corporate industry after having um a breakdown and going into rehab and then changing my career i so i changed my I went to uni and that was a risk in itself because I really didn't even think I had the 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 tenacity the the brains to even do a degree um and i and i got through I did a counseling degree and I got a first class and um, and then I I also did a coaching course before that and I straight away just decided to work for myself I didn't even consider going um, to work for um, the NHS with my counseling skills I just wanted to do things my way <laughs> mm. and um, so I so in 2011 I I just decided to go out there and be an entrepreneur and yes throughout that time I have had some contracts um but I've always consistently been working for myself and um it has been a risk because there have been times when I felt I was going to go bankrupt Mm. and I felt like I was you know there was one time when I only had one counseling client and she was a very steady client every week Um, and just having one client wasn't sustainable. But, and if it wasn't for her, I probably, would, I don't know. I kept saying, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. Yeah. But I didn't. I just carried on. And um and in those times, there were times when I got um the little contract work to just kind of tide me over. But now I'm at a point where I don't need any um of those contracts. I, I I'm actually, you know, self-sufficient in my business. So mm. just actually studying and saying, I'm going to work for myself was the biggest risk I ever took.
2: But Yvonne, that's actually interesting to know. Did you see it as a risk when you started your business Mm -hmm. or wasn't that even part of your thought process?
1: Mm, that's a good question again <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not we're not bad here you know we're not bad we've, we've had some practice Yvonne
2: we've yeah, had some yeah. practice done
1: this a few times
2: <laughs> I don't think, I did, see, I, did I see it as
1: a risk I don't think I did I think I just thought this is how I'm going to be doing this yeah this because I think for me with the counseling and the coaching I just thought this feels so right for me. This feels like this is my calling because where I used to work before I used to be in um, banking. That was my last um, like proper J-O-B was banking before I changed my career path. And um, it wasn't right for me. It felt so incongruent being in that industry and working nine to five that when I became um, a qualified counselor and qualified coach, it felt right. It felt right. And I just settled into it and it, Yes, yeah, so I don't suppose it did feel like a risk too much.
2: No. Mm. I can imagine because I still remember when I said I'm gonna jump head in and leave the last financial security called J O B. Um uh, and other people were like, Oh my God, that's a huge risk. And I'm thinking, why are you thinking risk? I see it as an opportunity. Mm. I did not have it part of my mindset in mm. any way, shape or form. It was yeah. the other people around me. that were like, oh, but, but how are you going to make money? What if you don't have, what if you don't have enough clients? What if you don't have this or you don't have that? I'm like, it's an adventure. I'm going to find out. It's exactly yeah. why I'm stepping into this dream to find out how to do it. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I don't know, but I trust that I will discover it. And if not, going back to a J-O-B can always happen, but not right now. And I still yeah. think I saw it as a huge opportunity yeah. as a phase of stepping into who I truly am, because you can ask my ex-managers, they didn't have a very, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had a challenge with me.
0: Yeah. Unemployable, yeah. I think, is the word you're looking for. Look now,
2: yeah, as in doesn't take.
0: Yeah, you're Much just free. from
2: someone who calls himself or herself a manager.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. just unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that's the great—that's the great thing about many entrepreneurs. We are mm. unemployable, and you know, it's about having enough skin in the game and having enough wisdom in the head. You know, to know that you're going to have some really great times as an entrepreneur but you're also going to have some really awful down times. Mm -hmm. But it's all growth and it's all learning. You know, certainly, I know from my 21 years of doing this, there's certainly been some growth and learning. But so what would you say have been your greatest um, learnings then, Yvonne, and what have been your, your growth spots?
1: I've learnt that I am a true leader through doing this. Because having gone back and done some contract work part-time and things like that, I found it very difficult to um, be an employee type person Mm -hmm. and taking orders from some other other people. I found that very difficult. So I really realised, actually, Yvonne, you are a leader. And -hmm. that's that's been a great learning for me. And stepping into that role as a leader as well. Um, And yes, I've just grown in that. I've grown into my own skin, knowing that, I can I can do this. I'm more than capable of mm. of running a business and even though as a spiritual um so my my practice is more of a spiritual practice spiritual and I'm a spiritual person and I have kind of struggled with the business side of things and the marketing and things like that they've not been my forte um but I've learned so much and I've grown mm. so much and you know what sometimes people come to me for counseling and um i'm helping them with their personal stuff but then realizing actually i could even coach you for business <laughs> <laughs> i could be a business coach as well because i've learned so much and i've learned through lots of failures as well mm. and i and i always say and I, I never look at failure as failure i just look at it as a learning curve it yeah. is it is it's definitely a learning
0: curve so you were saying you run a spiritual business, you're a spiritual person, and obviously I know you very well, so I know that to be true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But your last corporate gig was in banking. So how on earth did you make that transition from banking, finance, you know, which is quite an analytical, process-driven, hard-facts environment, into a spiritual business? What was, the, what was your first awakening?
1: Yeah, well, I had to have a bit of a breakdown first. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I literally a little see, bit in between. A bit in between. <laughs> so I was in this this organization struggling and one, I was an executive assistant. So I was a dab hand at um, Word, Excel and all, all platforms and things like that and organizing people and I worked my way to the top and then I wanted to go into sales and that failed miserably, miserably. And, um, I was just feeling so depleted and, and defeated and my personal life was not going very well either. My marriage, etc. And I ended up having a, a bit of a breakdown actually. Um, and I ended up in rehab for, um, food addiction mm-hmm. and, um, in there got to a re- some real core issues of mine. They started coming up, um, cause they took me off sugar products, white flour products, and a whole heap of emotions and memories and things came up. And that's all the issues that were blocking me from my success and going on that journey, coming out of there, going back to the role and realizing actually, no, 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 this is not for me anymore. I left. Um, I got a severance and I left and that's when I then decided to um, change my path completely went to college to become a coach and then went on to uni to do the, the counselling degree and never looked back, never looked back and this is, this is me, this is what I was meant to be doing all along. So it was um a big transition and it wasn't mm. easy but mm. it was, it was definitely meant to happen and I, yeah, I, lo- I just love what I do now.
2: But- what i find fascinating is how did you know that this was your past because i agree with gail i mean having worked with accountants and and on a a ministry of finance they are very specific type that thrives in that environment let me let me use positive Mm. words (laughs) (laughs) try to be a little bit positive and yeah. and, and and to be fair I've, I've worked with some amazing people even in the finance and I'm both analytical and creative so that's mm-hmm. what survived me but still to go from a compliance rule-based computer says no environment to a soul-based spiritual business is like jumping from one planet to another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you know Mm, good question.
1: How did I know? All I knew is that the corporate industry didn't suit me. I funnily enough and this is a phrase that Gail always uses someone said to me in in um where I used to work he said to me Yvonne this this isn't really where you're where you fit. He said you're a bit like a square peg in a round hole. He actually said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like I know, he goes, and he said, Why don't you go and restudy and do something different? And it's like, what? And and I started thinking about because in the past I'd done an introduction to counseling before, and I'd also been in counseling before for seven Mm -hmm. years. And I enjoyed the whole process. And I felt like my my um journey through my counselling, I feel I felt like I was also learning to be a counsellor. So that was just like the foundation. And when I was going through rehab and having more counselling, it all just felt comfortable. And I felt, again, I felt, it felt like another learning curve. Mm. And during my sessions, I was, that was something that I was also talking about, what, what my purpose was and what I felt like I could do. And I just took the plunge and just decided, yeah, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to just go with what feels right. and. Yeah. As I said, again, never looked back. It just mm. felt, it's, it's, I don't know, it feels like it's your soul's calling. And this is why I do what I do because I help people find their soul's calling, find their purpose. We all have a purpose. And some people's purpose is to be in finance, is mm. to be analytical mm. and whatnot. That's their calling. They feel very comfortable in it. Their soul feels yep. comfortable in it. But yeah. mine never did feel comfortable in those environments. I remember no. in those environments, I used to, my desk was full of food.
2: Mm. Yeah. I used mm. to
1: snack throughout the day on things because that kept me going in a job that was soulless for me.
0: Mm. Mm. I and like you know that. What's, but you know what's also fascinating as well is that I get that you made the transition to counseling, having gone through what you went through, yet counseling, you thought I can do this, I want to do this, and you felt, you know, alive in that environment. But then there's another jump. From there to the spiritual base counseling, you know, going much deeper, the the shamanic healing. What
1: was that jump like? like, And how did that take place? Again, another big jump, right? (laughs) I remember remember, um, having some spiritual sort of phenomena happen to me, especially in 2012. Um, after I split up from um, a, my my then boyfriend or partner, however you want to describe them, and
0: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I don't know why that came out like that. But
0: <laughs> however, you want to describe them, <gasps> I don't even know what to say, guys that are listening. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: you get raw yeah. and authentic on this exactly. club Park oh, okay. Absolutely, you get
0: just what comes like- out. Exactly, just like sushi, exactly. raw and
1: authentic. Yeah. <laughs> so this particular partner I was having trouble with and um, I was dreaming that he was cheating and um, I would confront him and he, he would say, oh, you're just feeling insecure. And I'd be like, mm, yeah, okay. And, and then I spoke to a psychic, um, a couple of psychics actually, and they said to me, Yvonne, you're very intuitive, but you just ignore it. You really ignore it. You're very, very and I was like, Mmm, okay. And then I also remember um seeing a couple of um psychics before that and they they said to me, You have the gift, Yvonne, but you ignore it. You you ignore it and you, you dumb it down with food. And at that time I thought, Mmm, and it went over my head, but then it all came back to me. And so with this Particular boyfriend, I decided to leave him because I just thought these these dreams are true. I'm not going to ignore that anymore. And then I also recall past other past relationships and having these types of dreams. And I decided to really start listening to my intuition. And from then on, my my spiritual awareness started to expand exponentially or exponentially. I always get that word mixed up. Mm-hmm. And um. I just started reading books. I had an insatiable appetite for spiritual books. I started buying Oracle cards, angel cards. I started seeing more psychics. I started practicing and it just grew and expanded and expanded. And I started having all these amazing spiritual phenomena. And um, I then thought, okay, YvonneJDouglas.com is all about my counseling and coaching. I've also got this spiritual aspect of me. So I then created a, 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 a spiritual website, but it felt disjointed having two mm. different websites. It just didn't feel right. And I really, really battled with myself to join the two together. And when I did, it was like, you've arrived. Mm. This, is, this is you. This is you. You have all these different healing modalities. Put them together as one because that's who you are. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow, that is really powerful. And um, one of the reasons that I really adore sushi is it's because it's raw and authentic. I mean, yeah. if you get a slice of sashimi, whether it's tuna or salmon, whatever rocks your boat, it is the fish as it is. It's not, it doesn't have anything added to it. It just mm-hmm. is. And. Um, and I know from experience that people are very scared to show who they are in their raw and authentic self. I mean, mm. it's one of the reasons that most of my colleagues, former colleagues or managers really were scared of me because they couldn't hide from me. Mm. You have that skill 10x. <laughs>
1: yes, you <she> do. <does. laughs> she does. She does. Do you how, know what?
2: How, how do you keep people from not thinking? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> do you know (laughs) you know what
1: I I, I, I've often been amongst people and I could sense their 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 I don't know fear or their apprehension about being around me because not only do they think I can psychoanalyze them because obviously I'm a counsellor but I can also see through them because I'm a psychic and um it has been kind of difficult in some ways but as time's gone on I found my tribe of people Mm. people who are open and transparent and don't mind and are quite fascinated with it all and let's face it we are moving into this new sort of spiritual age now anyway and this 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 type of thing is opening up a lot and people are opening up a lot yeah um, and people are becoming quite fascinated with it but yeah it has been a bit um difficult being around certain people especially if they are trying to hide and not be transparent it has been and it has been it can be quite frustrating for me because I am a lie detector oh gosh Mm -hmm. yes she really so
2: can
0: you imagine that in relationships
2: (laughs) I mean there's no hiding I mean I still remember that when uh, Gail introduced me to you and said, she's, she's a psychic and a shamanic. I thought, oh God, I can't hide from her. It was <laughs> a split second. And I thought, you know what? You never know. I can learn something about myself that I don't know. So let's just be open to that thought. And I can imagine a lot of people that, that have not yet get to the, got to the level of open to whatever is about you because someone else can see more than you. Mm. Um, I, I mean, even I had that thought, to be really honest. And it, but it took me about a split second and I thought, okay, look, come on. You've had Let this it go. multiple times. Let it go. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. We're going to go have sushi. How yeah. bad can it be? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what, as well, the thing is, I'm quite, a, I can be
1: quite social, as much as I can be um, introvert and I can also be, very, I'm very sociable and I'm a, I'm a very fun-loving person. Anyway. She is. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> yeah, I love to have fun. I love to laugh you know. So I don't always, I'm not always looking. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not always at work. I, I, exactly. Cause, you know, cause I, I say that to people as well, you know, I'm not working today. I'm mm-hmm. not on now. Mm. <laughs> you know, We're just here to hang out, chill
1: out and have some fun. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it is about having, it's about having the, the boundaries as well. Because sometimes yeah. I may see something, but I don't miss, I don't have to, let on that I see something exactly Do you know what I mean so yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I totally relate in the sense of we, we you we have to have that learning curve of do not try to fix people. People exactly. need to be ready and open to receive. Absolutely. It's a way more important than you knowing what there is. Um and I know for me as a as a trained coach, it took me a while to learn that oh, skill. Yeah. As in, not everyone is ready for you to tell them. <laughs> just exactly. test the waters and if you feel that it's it's appropriate you can if not just keep your mouth shut and let Absolutely. it go <laughs> yeah.
0: it's funny you say that actually because it reminds me of years ago when I was first when I first became an NLP practitioner and then master prac and then trainer and new NLP practitioners, I would stay away from. Yeah. I would make it my business not to be anywhere near them for at least a good couple of months because they would always be wanting to fix and try out their technique and then they'd ask that silly question. So yeah, but if you did know, what would the answer oh. be? I know you say you don't know, but if you did know and you would be like, you know what, let's just wait till the new puppy syndrome kind of calms down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So Yvonne, it's been a while now. It's been a while. You've been in your business a hot minute, all right? Yep. And um things are moving on. So mm-hmm. what can we expect to to see and hear, you know, from the starseed alchemists in the coming years, months and years?
1: Well, what can you expect to see? Big things. You know, mm. this this past few months has been very, very interesting. And at the beginning of um, the lockdown, things started to get very quiet, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to trust. I'm just going to carry on, do what I need to do." Did some decluttering, and just carried on, and didn't worry at all. And then, and funnily enough, actually, it's very interesting because in February. I decided to start seeing my clients from home and stopped renting out the counseling space that I used to use. I I just felt that I've got this space in my home. um, It's going to be easier, less stressful. Let me just create the space and see clients from home. That was in February. When did we go into lockdown? March. (laughs) (laughs) March the 24th. (laughs) And I, I thought, okay, Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, so you are ahead of <laughs> ahead of every every else, everyone else. Um, so I had great foresight, and um, so just and being, a, being able to just see clients um, on Zoom was fine. And I've just adjusted. I can't tell you since in about about six weeks ago, it feels like the floodgates have really opened up in my business. I've been really visible. And I've had clients calling me left, right and centre, potential clients, new clients. And I've had to just create different processes in my business to make sure that I can cater for the amount of people that are contacting me for help. Um, so I've now got a VA. a She's amazing. Oh, my gosh. So I'm having to adjust as well with, with that. I've also got someone doing some of my marketing for me. So I'm adjusting in not having to have all the control, but also to be a leader in my business. Mm. Mm. And um, so going forward now, I am going to be doing some online um, Mm. events, more online events. So look out for those. I'm going to be doing some healing meditations, which I did in person before, but I'm going to do them online now for people and they' they're, they're not just meditations they're actually healing meditations um, I'm also wanting to do um, a conversations with spirit events so that's very much a very an audience participation event and um, for people to come in and connect with their guides connect with me get some answers I'm launching my new book um, this yeah. is my fourth um. book journey of a star seed that's next week um I'm going to be doing a zoom launch so um that's new um I'm going global and oh yes the book I've had the wonderful Bob Doyle write my forward
2: wow nice
1: Nice. yeah oh
0: sorry my um my seems to have disappeared can you hear me?
2: Yes. Yeah, you're still with us.
0: Oh, am I? Oh, there yeah. you are. <laughs> I just you disappeared off my screen. <laughs> so you've wow, had wonderful... Bob
2: Doyle, one Bob... of our former guests on the podcast. Ah, yeah.
0: uh-huh. one of our former guests and one of our co-authors in our book as well, The Law of yes. Brand Attraction. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So big things. So, for those that don't know, those are listening, and thinking, "Why are they getting all excited over Bob Doyle? Who's he?" Well, let's tell you who Bob Doyle is. Actually, Bob Doyle is one of the original um, teachers of the law of bra- the law of brand attraction of the law of attraction from The Secret, which was a very, very successful film and also an extremely <laughs> successful book. So, to have Bob Doyle endorse your work by writing your forward, it's a huge, huge achievement. So well mm, done and congratulations thank you. on that. Thank you, thank you. <gasps> Amazing. So when is the book coming out?
1: The 24th of Ju- July. <gasps> oh my goodness. Friday. That's
0: next week. Next week. <gasps> oh, wow, excited!
1: Cool. So yeah.
0: Entrepreneur Sushi Club listeners, 24th of July, please, 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 please go and download Yvonne's book. What's it called Yvonne? Journey of, Starseed. Journey of a Star Seed, Journey of a Star Seed, and I remember mm. reading the very, very first draft. Mm, interesting. It's going to be an interesting one. For, oh, I yeah. love it! I can't wait, it, 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 I can't. Do you know?
1: Wait. Yeah, it will be. I, I, I'm getting so many people calling up and talking about how they have um, they're having a lot of spiritual phenomena themselves at the moment, like the ascension people are ascending and they're having these symptoms and they don't know what's going on and they think they might be going crazy and all that kind of stuff. So this book really does help them on that ascension journey and to kind of um, just become, get into alignment and get more of an understanding of spirituality and moving into the age of Aquarius.
0: I love it. And did I hear you say something about you wanted to go global?
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: we may have a little opportunity for you after this call. Stay tuned, Yvonne. That sounds
1: very (laughs) exciting.
2: How to create curiosity and anger, ladies and gentlemen, live on the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, and also I've created um, a platform called Goddesses of the Round Table Mm. in the last month or two as well, and that's just I'm just getting so where we are just because it's a collective of us we are getting so much um feedback how amazing it is and how it's really helping people so that again that's um that's big oh, that's going to be big actually I've got some really big visions for that which I will just kind of button up for now but watch out for for that Okay, so Goddesses
0: of the Round Table is actually something. Is it, is it how often does it happen? Is it
1: biweekly? So, biweekly. Yeah. So yes, yeah. twice a month um, on a Sunday, we we go live on my YouTube channel um, at eight PM, and we also have the recordings on the YouTube channel. We also have the recordings on the website. So Goddesses of the Yeah, and that's really. Yeah helping a lot of people it's helping people especially um women of color but not mm-hmm. just women of color but it's specific to them that other people can benefit from it
0: mm. around
1: different things the last two recordings we talked about the mother wound mm-hmm. and how many people are affected by the mother wound and some people don't even realize how much they may be affected by it and mm-hmm. we've just kind of dissected some of the things and solutions so it's a very solution focused um type podcast really yeah. Helping people on their healing journey.
2: Oh, I love it. It's, it feels very expansive, very. Mm, big. It does, doesn't well, it? That's my my <laughs> body is really going like, oh, this is going to be exciting to watch you on your journey in the yeah. next couple of months and thank years you. to come. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So,
2: I'm going to ask you a little bit as the crazy lady. I'm going to ask you a crazy question. Go on. If Yvonne J. Douglas was a sushi, <laughs> what would it. the sushi be
1: <laughs> love you it know, oh that's a very interesting question again
2: so what are the ingredients of the sushi called Yvonne J Douglas
1: oh I love that question <laughs> <laughs> she would be I'm just going to describe the ingredients yeah
2: yeah okay. huh I'm I, she would be People, salvage. Listen in. (laughs) You're going to be wanting sushi after this. So she'll be the rice on the
1: outside. Mm. The rice will be on the outside. And she would have a a mixture of crunchiness. So maybe the cucumber. Uh She will probably have a little bit of pepper in there. Mm.
0: I think she'll have a little pinprick of wasabi. (laughs) That <laughs> goes a long way. No,
2: because a little a little
1: a little wasabi goes a long way. Yeah, there would be some wasabi in there, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and she but she would also have something sweet. Very, what did, Something sweet in there.
0: Um, like kimchi. No no kimchi's mm. not sweet, but it's got a tamago. Yeah. Oh,
1: there you go. Yeah, okay. something sweet would be in there. And something mushy would be in there as well. Avocado. Mm, avocado, yes, avocado would be in there. I love avocados anyway. I think there'd be some soy,
0: there'd definitely be some,
1: soy. There. Definitely mm. be some soy salty, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, <laughs> and, 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 defi- and definitely, obviously, a piece of fish will be in there because sometimes I like <laughs> think you know. <laughs>
2: Well, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, you've got it. The sushi named Yvonne J. That, yeah. <laughs> um, if if any sushi chef is listening and wanting to create this sushi, we are more than willing to come taste it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Without a doubt. Yes. Without yes. a doubt.
0: The sushi called Yvonne. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, sushi Yvonne. Called Yvonne. Uh, <laughs> lovely.
2: And the same question, but this time for the starseed alchemist. Ooh. Oh. Hmm.
1: The starseed alchemists would have the outside would be the seaweed. mm And no I, I feel like this this one would be a wrap. A wrap. Yeah. Mm. And in there would be there would be carrots in there. Mm. There would be prawns. Definitely the soy
0: sauce. Mm. Mm, this one's taking some time to
1: marinate. <laughs> mm. There would be a lot of. There would be. Mm. <laughs> I can Do you know what? Like finding <laughs> this one a little challenging, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: That's why I asked the question. Would there be rice in it?
1: Yeah, would you have any
0: rice? Keep it all together.
1: I don't know, you know. I don't would there be rice in the starseed alchemist?
2: Well, it's a roll. No. It doesn't have to be. You've already no, got a roll.
1: There wouldn't be any rice because it, it it would need to be quite light.
0: Ah. Oh, okay. It would okay. need to be quite light. Nice.
2: Okay, um, so prawns, carrots. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like that. It, definitely cucumbers and peppers. Okay. I think it will be very crunchy.
2: Well, you've got the carrot, mm. so
1: yeah, it would just be very crunchy. Nice.
0: Salmon. Okay, so we've tuned we've tuned
1: into a bit of salmon. Yeah. Mm the salmon would be in there
2: okay
1: and the peppers the, red, the peppers would have to be red oh good okay. color nice yes mm, nice oh
0: fun it has been such a pleasure and very very interesting i must say <laughs> <laughs> very interesting <laughs> yes
1: it's been yeah. great Mm-hmm.
2: Well, thank, thank you, you, Yvonne. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. If there, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with as we wrap up? Okay. I, I, I would
1: just say that in life, do you unapologetically mm-hmm. enjoy life as much as you can and open your heart love take risks as we took risks with having sushi Mm -hmm. and come from a place of curiosity excitement and love not fear let's leave all the fear behind and welcome newness and change because that's where we're heading oh yes
2: beautiful Mm. What a beautiful message to leave our listeners,
1: Will. You're welcome.
2: You're welcome.
0: Thank you you so, so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. It really has. Thank you very
1: much for having me. Thank you so much. And for those
2: of you listening, thank you for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. We would love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from our conversation with Yvonne J. Douglas. Do take a moment and share this with us in our Facebook group, The Entrepreneur Sushi Club. You will find the link in the description with this episode. And if you know anyone who will benefit from listening to this episode, please do share it with us. Have fun. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.